And with that, let's review some basketball. So just a little reintroduction for anybody who is not already a dedicated listener of my two-episode show, Take a Wild Guess with Halleen. If it's anyone's first time, don't worry. Take a Wild Guess with Halleen is sports broadcasting for the non-sports fan. 1 p.m. every Sunday is when you can tune in to hear me host a show where I will, like many before and many after me, watch and commentate on the Villanova Wildcats basketball season. The special twist that makes my show unique is that I know next to nothing about basketball, and so I, along with any listeners who want to get more involved with our school's most popular sport but don't have any idea where to start or maybe are embarrassed to listen to a more expertise-filled podcast, will learn about basketball from guest co-hosts as the season goes on. So this is really, as I stated in our first episode, it's an educational experience for all of us. And with that, let's go into the legit notes that I actually took when I was watching our excellent game against Oklahoma yesterday. And so a little bit of background with this. I did not end up going to Wells Fargo, mostly because, again, in line with my character as somebody who doesn't know anything about basketball, I did not enter the lottery, which maybe will turn a lot of people off. But I have an excuse, which is that I forgot it started. And also, I don't really know how to enter it. I will be rectifying that. I don't like that word. I'll be rectifying that shortly, because obviously for my show to grow alongside my educational level, I have to um, be a little bit more on the ball. Ah, oh my god, basketball pun. <laughs> Sorry, I can't, I can't laugh at myself in here. I like get dead air time. Um, but that was funny, so I had to laugh. Uh, I'll be a little bit more on the ball with being <laughs> able to make sure I'm keeping up with is that, is that also kind of basketball fun a little bit like athletic like keeping up with on the ball wow but again if you couldn't tell by the fergie anthem this is both educational and comedic it's like a fifth grade science class like this is you're gonna learn things but also i will be laughing and i can't guarantee you you're gonna be laughing but i will be laughing <laughs> and so that is all to say that i watched the game yesterday on a YouTube um, live stream, which was honestly an excellent way for me to learn because it had, and this was like a very, this was something I didn't realize was going to be so affecting to my experience watching basketball, but the announcers really made or break like every single, I was about to say scene, but I'm pretty sure people wouldn't really want to refer to the basketball game that way. Do you say like plays or, that's a, that's a good question. Is there like are there plays in basketball? Are there, like, you know what I mean? Is it a scene? Is it a play? I don't know. Um, but you understand what I'm saying, like little snippets. So I was all I was going to say is that the announcers really made or break those snippets for me. And that is why they actually feature so heavily in my well-prepared um, notes for this episode. And I've kind of split them up into three different sections. The first one are legit questions I had while watching. It's kind of the like, what constitutes an extra pass? Like, I don't know what that is. I didn't realize there were a certain number of passes. And I'm, I also realized that these are questions that would be best showcased on 
take a wild guess when I have one of my lovely co-hosts with me. And today, because again, just me, we are probably going to spend a little bit less time on the serious questions, mostly because I would have to look them up and that would be a little bit of a less exciting way to spend our 45 minutes. So our second uh, section is going to be questions that are a little bit more humorous in nature, a little bit less like this is rudimentary basketball, but also questions that I'm pretty sure anyone who's watching this game for the first time would be a little bit like, wait, what? So <laughs> let's start there. And then I'll reveal my final section a little bit later, which watch out. It's it's a doozy in my personal opinion. So for, a sec- for our first one, I noticed that Basketball players would fall a lot during the game. I'm not saying in a cartoonish manner. I'm not saying in an extent where I was like, they like need to check something out. But more like, okay, so it's not absolutely illegal to fall on the court. And why I'm bringing this up is because at the same time as this basketball game going on, there's also another international sporting event that is apparently a big deal called the World Cup. And this is not take a wild guess at the World Cup. This is take a wild guess with Halloween about the basketball. So I'm not going to introduce the World Cup to you at all. If you don't know what it is, that is a Google for you to make now. But the World Cup is soccer, and that's the only other intro I'm giving it. And the few bits that I did watch of the World Cup in various doctor's offices, in various uncle's houses, in various like screens around Villanova, it's a very big deal apparently. There is so much falling. And it's not just falling in the like, oh, this is a very dangerous sport and maybe we should review safety measures for it. Like, I don't know, for example, football or hockey. It's more like, oh... Every single player here could double as, like, a stuntman on Jack, not on Jack Donkey, the TV show. uh, You know what I'm talking about. I can't say that. Um, (laughs) Stuntman on a violent TV show, let's say, because all of them sold those falls. Like, they are crying on the field. They are weeping. They have, like, there's also, like, little... Uh, there, it's a, there are supporting roles as well. Like a soccer player will fall, like somersault three times, clutch his knee, and like wail like his mother just like passed away. And then it's not just him; the rest of his team will like also act like pallbearers at her funeral. They'll be like, "Oh my god!" Like I can't believe my beloved friend almost lost his leg when he tripped over somebody else's cleat and (laughs) I have been informed that that's like on that's very much on purpose it's not just that like soccer players are a little bit more dramatic than other uh sports athletes sports players whatever you know what I'm saying athletes I'll just say that other athletes it's like part of the game and I think like getting that foul is like incredibly advantageous. So then uh, my question is why doesn't that transfer over back to basketball to the Villanova basketball players? Because when they would fall, they would kind of usually fall, first of all, very gracefully. It was often like they would fall backwards and then like they would be picked up by their teammates like one person in each hand I was like this is beautiful I last time I saw like a move this smooth and like cohesive was when I was watching Swan Lake it was very pretty and they would be like gracefully picked up but like there was no real oh my god my leg my life's lying before my eyes like there was less selling of the fall and 
maybe this is my naivete shining through and it's like people are maybe more dramatic when they think that they could get somebody else to be at fault for the fall but is there a difference there is there any like advantageous like goal to reach if you sell a fall the same way that like you the same way that you could like get a foul card on somebody else in soccer or excuse me football that's confusing I'm gonna call it soccer um so that's like my main first silly question why aren't basketball players as dramatic when falling as for example soccer players if any of my lovely listeners have I'm going to have two options. If you have a silly answer, I would love to hear it. And if you have a legit for real answer, I would also love to hear it. We like to educate and we like to ruminate on this on this program. So I think now is a lovely time for us to read a white card because we're rounding out at that 15 minutes on the hour. So hmm, last time we did 5 and 10. This time, let's do... Number two, first off, the Radnor Historical Society's annual holiday party will be today, beginning at 5 p.m. This year, they will honor Cohen F- Cohen's flowers for their 100th anniversary. As always, uh, there will be singing and holiday treats, plus a chance to view the Finley House and the Radnor Historical Society's wagon barn. Most important, there will be a visit from Santa for whom all children in attendance will receive a special coloring page and an RH box, RHS box of crayons. The Ratner Historical Society is located at 113 West Beach Tree Lane in Wayne. How lovely. I did not know that there was going to be an annual holiday party today. That's very cute. If I didn't have lots of finals to do, I would swing by. I also did not know that Cohen's Flowers, A, existed, and B, had existed for a century. That's incredible. I feel like flowers are one of those, like, businesses where you're a little bit like, oh, yeah, that's just what every woman and man in a rom-com has as their steady career for, like their 20s to their 40s until they like get married and then move to Switzerland but I did not realize that it was such a not only prolific but also a sustaining business model congrats to Cohen's flowers so I think we should reintroduce ourselves a little bit for any new listeners on this quarter of the hour that I am Tallinn and this is take a wild guess on WXBU the roar and I want to thank you all for listening. Um, we are V89.1, The Roar. And I want to just um, recommend if anybody wants to listen to us live as opposed to maybe on our Spotify podcast, we would love for you to do so via the Radio FX app. And you can then listen to any of WXVU 89.1 The Roars shows from anywhere in the country as opposed to just being in our like district for radio, which is excellent. I'm not sure if the correct term is district or not, but I think it's fine. Um, what else? So let's go on to my next silly little question. Um, for example, as I was stating before, one of the best aspects, in my opinion, of watching the show via a live stream was that I got to hear the um, excellent commentary by the commentators. And one thing that not only 
tickled my fancy, but also <laughs> also made me pause was when they said this phrase exactly. That pump fake is vintage Villanova. And I said, wow, those are a lot of words I've never seen put in one sentence. And first off, I think I'm going to break my little rule from before. And I am going to look up what a pump fake is because I do not. I could not tell you what that is. I could not guess. Okay, but before I look it up, let me try and guess. Because again, education program. And as I know from my heavy science background when I was 14, the first part of any scientific experiment is developing a reasonable science question. So a pump fake is the act of, I would guess, like pretending to shoot because it's like, the pump of the arm and fake obviously is fraudulent so let's look this up and it says here Ooh, it looks like i'm not the only girl looking this up because the first thing that comes up when you look up pump fake is like the autofill is meaning so good to know that this is not just an, a rudimentary term but it seems like lots of fellas are looking this up we have pump fake is a noun, an act of pretending to throw or shoot the ball in order to make a defender react. And you know what? I'm glad that I looked this up because even though my guess was correct, I really am glad that it gave me that like second um, reason for doing the pump fake besides having a fun name first of all i like that i hope that the rest of the terminology i have to look up for watching these basketball um games is like as cool sounding as pump fake um but i like that it gives me that the reason is to make a defender react because i would not have an like i guess if i really ruminated on it i would have figured that out but like i'm gl i didn't think of it initially and i'm appreciative of now that i understand that that's why they're faking to throw cuz otherwise i'd be like why would you not just throw i also am in under the assumption and not just the assumption but there's a little bit of evidence to back me up but i think <laughs> oftentimes a pump fake might be followed by actually shooting the ball maybe or doing a pass i think that would probably be the too main i doubt you would pump fake just to make a defender react as per the definition and then just like dribble away you know what i mean i think it's probably part of the final moves of a play or a what did i say a snippet <laughs> i don't think that's how i think it's probably called a play but i don't want to miseducate anyone so there you go. I also like, I'm just on this little Google page right now. Actually, I'm not on Google. I'm on DuckDuckGo. I can't do calls to action here, but all I'm going to do an anti-call to action. I would prefer to use, I personally really like DuckDuckGo. That's not a call to action um, because of how private it is. Okay. It has Urban Dictionary as its like second definition here after our good friend Merriam-Webster, which is interesting. And the I like that the Urban Dictionary definition is like a sillier, somewhat less professional version of the exact same definition. It just says to throw for a loop or to deceive or fool, which <laughs> I like that. That's cute. Like, <laughs> um, so I, so I, I now like believe Merriam-Webster even more because Urban Dictionary confirmed it in a different set of synonyms. So. I think we're going to add that to the little, um, 
what's it called? I have like an educational roundup at the end of every show that I do, every episode, which is like a review of the excellent terminology that we learned. And I think Pump Fake's probably gonna make gonna make that cut. Okay. So another question I have that's a little bit mm, this might I feel like this has either a clear answer and I'm just unaware of it, or it's a little bit like we don't ask it. So to prepare for yesterday's yesterday's game, I watched the 2016 uh, Villanova v. Oklahoma game, like the one from seven years ago. And I watched like the highlights of it. I didn't watch the whole game. But again, look at me doing my research. Mm -hmm. This is a a professional program. Well, it's not really professional. I'm not paid, but whatever. (laughs) But the 2016 highlights were great. And I noticed that one of the main people they kept calling out as like a good player was um I'm not gonna say his name correctly um somebody named Archie Diakino I think I'm gonna call him Arch Mr. Arch and I was like okay that's great good for him and I thought nothing of it until I watched yesterday's game and I was like wait is that the same guy? Because I could have sworn that they kept calling out the same last name as doing good plays on yesterday's 2022 Villanova v. Oklahoma game. And I guess my main question is, aren't we playing college basketball? Like, what's, what's all that about? I know that there's such things as super seniors, I think. Where it's like you do a, f- a fifth year, maybe like a either you repeat senior year if you want, or you can go to grad school. But this was seven years ago. This isn't even like your fifth year of college. This is his seventh. So my answers here, I that's why that's why I kind of introduced this segment by saying this is probably has either a simple explanation. For example, maybe he's going for the longest master's degree of all time, or maybe this is his younger cousin or brother or somebody with a similar last name. Um, but it also could be we don't talk about why he's still here and. I think the only way that this could be neither of those things is that I just hallucinated that he's also still playing, which could could happen. I'll be honest. This is the first full basketball game I've ever watched. So, like, maybe I was just not with it, with the names. But, like, I think it was the same name. So, I guess also that's, like, my second silly little question to the ether. I would love if somebody could give me the rundown on why... I'm seeing the same college man on a game in 2016 as 2022. Or I might be wrong. It's not the same guy. I just thought it was. Um, and I didn't really want to I didn't really want to look it up because I think my pondering is good. And maybe next episode I'll promise to give you the answer to this. That'll be it. It kind of give like a running chronological timeline on this show. So it's like I'll propose an interesting little question. I'll ask for some feedback, and then next week I can give you that feedback. So that's, I think, how we're going to do it. I'll look up why it's the same guy, and I hope it's incredibly dramatic. So (laughs) in case Eddie was wondering, I hope it's the most dramatic reason ever. And (laughs) on that note, since we're at around 125, I think... 
now would be a great time to introduce a mid-show mid song. And I just have to say, this is actually my favorite song from the album that it comes off of. And it is almost even a preview for our concluding song. So let's introduce Bet On It by High School Musical 2. And with that, I have to bring us back to Take a Wild Guess with Tallinn. And I think because we're rounding out at half the hour, 
I'm also going to read us another white card. And I think I'm going to pick my lucky number seven right now. And that is now on WXVU's podcast feed. Listen to a conversation with classical guitarists John Marcel Williams and Lenny Ranallo. John and Lenny performed Tuesday at the Mullen Center as part of the ACS event, The Evolution of Classical Guitar. That sounds very interesting. Just yesterday, I heard about somebody playing classical guitar in the school orchestra, which as somebody who played in the orchestra in middle school and high school, I did not realize guitar was part of that ensemble. So that was very exciting. For anybody interested in learning more about classical guitarists, you can check our Spotify podcast feed or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. We are going to be WXVU Villanova, and you can listen to Lenny and John's conversation. And now, back to Take a Wild Guess with Talene. I'm going to round us out with, I think this is less of a question and more of just a statement that I think should be made, and that is a commentary on the commentary of yesterday's game. For example, it's one specific phrase that I was like, it gave me pause and then it gave me extra pause because it happened again. So the announcers stated the exact phrase, ooh, a little tardy on the cover. And I said out loud in my kitchen, wow, that's an interesting way to phrase that. And then I thought that would be the end of it until they said it again. And I was like, wow, I did not realize that this was part of basketball terminology. I would love to know what a little tardy means. What is that? Give me a synonym. Give me, can you use it in a sentence besides the one you gave previously? So I guess it is kind of a question. I'll, I'll turn this into a question. If you have any suggestions or ideas for what they could have meant when they said, ooh, that, they were a little tardy on the cover, I would love to hear it because I don't know what they meant and I am afraid to ask. And we're going to use that to transition into my final mini segment. And this mini segment, if you thought it was a little bit, if you turned, tuned in and you said, oh, sports broadcasting, there's a basketball on Tallinn's logo. Surely this will be a good, hard-hitting discussion of Villanova's basketball performance. And then you listen to me for the past half hour. This is only going to solidify that this might not be <laughs> like the rest of sports broadcasting on WXVU, which I think is only a good thing. I would only encourage you to listen to the rest of our sports broadcasting shows and then come back to me because here we have my favorite new segment, rating the announcer's jokes on the Villanova <laughs> um, basketball game coverage. First of all, we're going to start with one that I ranked a little bit higher than the others just because I'm going to be honest this was not a good game for jokes. I either blacked most of them out or I, not for like horrible reasons, it's more just like I did not chuckle. Um, so we're going to start with the highest rated one for me. And that was um, one of the announcers going, with all these transfer kids, the kids are going to have a hard time remembering their addresses. Ha 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 ha. Um, I didn't think that was funny <laughs> because 
I, funny is a gut reaction. We got to get like one of the uh, like improv kids on here to give me the definition of funny and then they agree with me that that was not um because i did not chuckle it was not an authentic reaction if i told you that like oh i didn't laugh but it was like a good constructed joke that's not what you want to hear no it's like saying oh yeah somebody like orchestrated that like experiment correctly but it didn't work like that's not okay well you got all the pieces it still fell down so i'm gonna give it a four out of ten because it at least made sense. So <laughs> that we we previewed it a little bit in our previous section. But our second joke, which I don't think even might have been a joke to them, but to me it read as a joke because I did actually laugh, is, oh, that cover's a little tardy. And if you said, wow, Tallinn's really ringing this tardy comment, you'd be right. I am. Because I want everyone to think about it and notice it the next time that announcer uses that adjective. Because he used it twice within five minutes. And I was like, okay, that might just be like the habits of how a conversation flows. But I'm interested to see if that's like a common descriptor in his repertoire as a professional basketball speaker. So like, I just want everyone else to be as tuned in to the tardy comment as I am. Just like get more feelers out there, if you know what I'm saying. So that one, I am rating a 5 out of 10. Really on the middle of the line. Oh, that was even higher than the last one. My mistake. Um, And the reason it's higher is because I did laugh is the thing (laughs) i laughed in a little bit of an uncomfortable way i was like wait what did he just say um but also like it's a five out of ten because i don't think it was purposely a joke is the thing so it's like they're getting points off because i was a little bit like do you did you laugh when you said that nobody else laughed except me in the studio yeah I was also in the studio with them um but then they kicked me out because I laughed at their not joke um but that's yeah that's gonna be their um highest rated joke for me and we're gonna round this out with the last joke that I caught and felt willing willing to write a note about and this one has a little bit of a backstory to it it was actually a very like good moment in the game when number 22 Whitmore had his first Villanova basket ever congrats to him for real good job (laughs) um it looked pretty solid to me you know an expert and the announcers laughed and like in congratulations not like a rude laugh they were like oh my goodness and then they said quote forget the pretzels and mustard and then something else I could not understand and this one really took me for a loop, I'll be honest. I did not, okay, another, not a side story, but trying to add context to this conversation. I did not realize how big pretzels and mustard were until I came to Villanova. And apparently that's like a Philadelphian thing. I'm from New York, but I am assuming that, like, that's the only thing. I could have connected in a contextual pop culture, like regional, like aspect way that that phrase after this, like student athlete made his first, like very good basket in his college career. They were like, no, let's call out this snack. And I'm guessing 
it ha it might be in reference to that we're that we're near Philly maybe but if that's not it I'm drawing a blank I'm drawing a huge blank so that is why this one's going to be rated drum roll please a two out of ten I could take it to a one but like at least the other people who are commenting with this man also laughed so like I get they're probably contractually obligated to she's contractually obligated to but it was it was, it was not, it was sheer incomprehensible. It was sheerly, sheerly is not a word. It was incomprehensible to the fullest extent. And I did not like that from a joke. (laughs) And on that note, that rounds out my rating announcers jokes segment. And on this note, after doing that little segment, which I think went beautifully, I would love to hear some feedback if everybody else also was like, wow, that was those were not good jokes Tali and you were right I'm glad you really called out those professional basketball announcers for the small little puns they try and make during the game to make the announcement go better I'm glad they really raked them over the coals for that and I'd say you're welcome but my second thing is if you think I missed a joke and you were like I can't believe you did not mention this hilarious moment from one of the commentators I would be remiss and I would love for you to let me know and On that note, I'm going to say, similar to how I said in my first um, episode, I would love to get to know the commentators of our Villanova basketball games better. Because, again, as someone who watched a little bit more football in my childhood, there there, there got to be a point where you really, like, knew and identified with specific commentators. And I'm assuming it's probably the same for basketball. And therefore, I feel like not only as a good basketball viewer and as somebody who's teaching my listeners how to watch basketball, how to become a better Villanova Wildcats spectator, a part of that is probably understanding and like as much as you want to get the general like gist of how a specific player is doing, you probably also want to get familiar with the commentator so you can better like take the information that they're giving you at like 80 miles an hour every single game and like interpret it because like, oh, I know what that guy's saying. He always talks about this. And therefore, I'm going to attempt to do the same thing. And similar to how I was like, let's learn the referees. Let's learn the commentators. I love like... So I think that's a good idea. And the reason I think that's a good idea is because I kind of feel like it's fleshing out the basketball game in a sense. I'm going to get I'm going to sound a little bit um, liberal artsy right now. But (laughs) I think going into this, I really looked at basketball as more of a bare bones thing. I was like, okay, let's look at exactly and only what's happening on the court. And I'm realizing that you don't need to do that. And you also probably shouldn't just do that. You need to look at what's happening around the court to get a full picture of what's happening on the court. See, that sounded a little bit philosophical right then. I probably could apply that in some sort of analogy type form, but my brain is a little bit fried at the moment due to finals. So I will not be making that analogy. I'm gonna let you make that analogy. So... I think now would be a good way to round it out with my legit for real questions that I'll probably be asking at a later date to somebody to get you those real answers. I could look them up, but also it's a little bit boring. Like you could look them up too. I don't want to just be Google over the radio for you. So first off, what is an inside versus an outside shot? 
I'm just going to give you my assumption here because I think this is one I could probably guess on. Again, with my excellent assumption for, uh, what's it called? Pump fake. Like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm smarter at basketball than I think. But I'm assuming this is an inside shot probably within the three-point line, which is the, like, half-moon circle on the court right around the basketball hoop for anyone who doesn't know and I'm assuming that's an inside shot and then anything on the outside of that half moon is probably an outside shot but it could be something different I don't know next what is a shot clock and how does it work I I don't know I feel like in like grade school when they were like you have to play sports during gym um it was like traveling was the big issue in basketball where it was like you gotta at least dribble but there seemed to be a new like thing that could go wrong while playing and that was the shot clock and I don't know what that is and I would love to learn what that is. Third, what composes a starting lineup? That was a little bit um, of a surprise to me when they were like, oh, here's the players who are going on first. And I was like, okay, I understood that. Like, I understood that on a very minimal level. But then I started thinking about it more, and I was like, this almost might be a, a legit question, but what makes up a good starting lineup? Is it, like, your best players overall? Or is it, like, specifically people who, I don't know, run out of steam kind of quickly? That was kind of a – I think that's a more legit question. <laughs> and then also, what constitutes an extra pass? These are all questions I'm not just asking for the sake of asking, but more, like – as I was listening to the broadcast of the basketball game, I was like, oh, if I'm having this question, probably somebody else is too. And therefore, again, I want to be your, like, I want to be your stand-in on the radio and to any other basketball experts when I get them in here to co-host. I want, like, to ask the dumb questions so you don't have to. Um, so that is my, like, legit for real questions <laughs> that I will be revisiting at some later point. And with that, I want to thank you all so much for listening to Take a Wild Guess with Tallinn. Sports broadcasting for the non-sports fan, 1 p.m. every Sunday on WXVU, The Roar, 89.1. And I want to read us a little white card, and then I'm going to play our ceremonial, even, outro song. Let's do number nine. Shop local this holiday season at the Wayne Art Center Holiday Shopping Weekend. Over 30 artisans will be showcasing their distinctive crafts, such as jewelry, apparel, accessories, ceramics, culinary delights, and more. There are three chances to shop the weekend of December 9th on Friday from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m., on Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. The Wayne Art Center is located on 413 Maplewood Avenue in Wayne. I have to say, these street names are very pleasant to say. Maplewood, there was another one that was like County Line, very like Hallmark, Hallmarkian. <laughs> I think as Christmas comes closer every year, I just use the the term and the adjective. Oh, that's very Hallmark. More and more and more. And I hope that catches on. I think more people should. I think it's kind of silly. Um, <laughs> and with that, I'm going to lead us out with... Again, our ceremonial outro song.
Welcome back, everyone. And with that, I want to do a last review of that vintage Villanova move, The Pump Fake, which will be our educational note of the day, which is, of course, The Pump Fake is an act of pretending to throw or shoot the ball in order to make a defender react. Don't say take a while. Yes, Vitaline is not educational. It's very educational. You're all welcome. And with that, thank you all for listening. I really do appreciate it. To take a wild guess with Talene, sports broadcasting for the non-sports fan at WXVU The Roar.